Hello everyone, my name is Jack and you're listening to Dev90X. Today is day 32 and I've got a pretty short one for today because I spent the morning working for someone else. I mentioned yesterday that I had about four hours of work lined up to do with someone else and that ended up taking my morning time slot, which would normally be the time slot where I am most productive on my own project. Little bit of a bummer, but I guess that's how, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes when, uh, when you need to work for someone else and earn some money. It will be nice to have a bit of income again. And I think overall, it will take a bit of the stress off my life. And with, with that reduction in stress, I'll be more productive. So I haven't actually done all that much. I've got a very, very small progress update. I've started watching the second lecture of the Stanford course. And currently in lecture one and two, we're pretty much just focusing on building the views using Swift UI. So for those out there who don't know what Swift UI is, it's, it's the new framework that Apple's built to do view building or UI building. It used to be a thing called UI kit and you would use storyboards. Storyboards being a kind of no code platform within Xcode where you would uh, drag and drop or go to the library, the, the UI library and grab UI elements and then place them on the storyboard screen and then wire them up into the code and put in all the metadata and put in all the relational information about how they're positioned relative to other things. And uh, that's, that's the way that it used to be done. Now it's done with Swift UI, which is basically all code. Um, and there are third party tools hitting the market now that can help you build the code of Swift UI using a visual editor. It's very interesting though, because you can do a lot of logic as well at the same time in the UI, in the UI itself. Think about it like HTML becoming more of a programming language rather than just a declarative, descriptive language of like elements on a page. It's kind of like JavaScript being injected into HTML or kind of like how React took HTML and injected it into JavaScript. Um, something like that. So I'm actually liking the Stanford course quite a bit. It's, it's definitely not... I mean, it's made for computer science students who have already learned different programming languages before. So it doesn't assume that you're a beginner, which I really like. I like it, I like it when these courses kind of skip the beginner part because while I am a beginner, I kind of like to start with something challenging. I, li I like it to be challenging from day one. Uh, and I find the beginner, beginner stuff, I don't know, when it's like build this app that has one view, one bit of text and one image on the page and it's called I am rich. Sure enough, you learn Xcode, you learn, you know, how to do storyboards and how to get elements from the element library and put them on the storyboard and you know, you learn a lot, a lot of the basics, but it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel very challenging to me. I wish, I wish it were something a little bit more challenging. So that's why I'm liking the Stanford UI course, the Stanford Swift, Swift UI course. 
um, to give an idea of what the project is, it's basically a game that you build where it's a memory matching game and you, you flip these cards over and you try and find cards that have the same image and there's a timer and you get points for how much time uh, the, the cards stay. stay <laughs> trying to explain this. Thing. So you get points based on how small the amount of time, the total time was that the card was displayed. So if you keep pressing cards over, their timer runs out and then you get no points. So you have to try and like remember them better to get more points. Anyway, it's, it's a pretty simple game, but under the hood there's a fair bit of logic, fair bit of UI. It's, it's a good way to learn. And I've also done a few more modules in Learn to Code 1 in Swift Playgrounds. And I have to say, it's still it's still very much like a puzzle game made for kids, but I have a feeling that it's going to be useful as it does teach you some of the nuances of Swift itself. And it's also pretty fun, so it's definitely something that I'm enjoying. So that's it. Stanford course and Swift Playgrounds. And um, I haven't done any more of my Udemy course yet. I haven't really read too much more code itself or documentation um, but I, I also am going to focus on just reading code and trying to dive into some of the more difficult more challenging stuff rather than swimming around in the kiddie pool of tutorial land <laughs> Jack's hack for today is charging bricks gallium nitride <laughs> I was trying to think of one today, and this is all I could, this is literally all I could think of. Um, gallium nitride, or GAN, they're called GAN charging bricks. It's basically a material called gallium nitride, and it pr produces less heat, which is the main issue with making charging bricks very small and high wattage because they get too hot. So gallium nitride produces less heat for the same amount of watts, which gives you a charging brick that's smaller and lighter for more watts, more power. Uh, so I have, I actually, I absolutely loved it when I upgraded my charging brick because I had the Apple one for my old MacBook Pro, which was huge and heavy and bulky and took, so, took up so much space. And then this new one is like double the amount of watts with less space and it's lighter and it can charge three devices from one brick. It's actually amazing. I use the Basius branded one. It's 120 watts total capacity and it's got three charge ports so it can charge three devices. And I've, I've absolutely been loving it. So I 100% recommend that if you haven't upgraded your charging brick situation, check out Gallium Nitride Charging Bricks. It's like the latest in charge brick technology. <laughs> it's awesome. Other than that, I also got my scooter seat re refinished today, recovered, which means that it's now nice and shiny and protected from the rain. So rainy season will be just around the corner here in Bali. And if you if your scooter seat is exposed, the foam will get destroyed and then you'll need to buy a new seat. So that's one of those things that you just got to get done. And I finally feel like I'm getting back on top of those general life to-dos. I had so many of them stacking up and when I got sick, they kind of all piled on top of me and 
I felt a bit overwhelmed for a brief moment there, but now I'm feeling like I'm back on top of that to-do list, which is really nice. So I'm feeling good. That's it for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.